0: Measles and rubella are viral infections that typically affect youth. Uh, Americans have been vaccinated for them for many decades now. And in many ways, I think a lot of people don't even know much about mumps and rubella anymore. The vaccines were developed independently and then gradually blended into a single vaccine. infections because of the potential for complications in pregnant women. Women who are pregnant in the first and second trimester can have really dire complications with their fetus, and that's known as the congenital rubella syndrome. And the triad of that for a newborn would be deafness, abnormalities in the eye, and then heart disease in the pulmonary artery, and also something called the patent ductus arteriosus, which to close off after after birth. If you're a pregnant woman and have rubella in the first two trimesters, your child has about a 50% chance of having the congenital rubella syndrome, and that leads to then often a, a lifelong of disabilities. And so this rubella is really far and away the to-
1: infectious because of the mother-baby infection and the congenital malformations and problems that occur in kids that are indeed lifelong for that child. It makes so much sense to me to vaccinate people when they're young and give them that immunity before women become pregnant. The standard recommendation for the MMR is for the initial shot to be at 12 to 15 months of age and then a booster shot at four
0: years of age. Reason those don't occur, then the traditional recommendation is that there be two vaccines administered with at least four weeks in between the vaccines, and that is the standard recommendation. In adult medicine, we often do catch up in kids as they go to college
1: or enter work programs, and our practice has been to follow CDC in terms of two doses of vaccine as adults four weeks apart of MMR. I think that we should be prepared to do that if there's no documentation of uh, vaccination and someone who was born after the cutoff of 1957 is just to do the adult vaccine catch-up. Yeah, that's
0: an interesting point because when I lived in Canada for a year as a fellow, I had to have a vaccine titer. I was born in 1957 and endured all three of these conditions and I was miserable. I don't remember the measles because I was too young when I got those, but the mom Rubella I hated, and especially the mumps, I was miserable for two weeks. If you're traveling abroad where the population may not be vaccinated against these, the recommendation is to have immunity titers taken. And another group of people that probably should have their titers measured is healthcare workers because healthcare workers expose lots of people, some of whom will not have been vaccinated if a health care worker is,
1: is harboring the virus, and particularly the rubella virus, that would be tragic for a health care worker to infect patients unwittingly. The standard CDC recommendation is people who may need vaccine are people born after 1957, people who don't have a physician-documented history of illness or, or can't document of their vaccination history. Titers can be very helpful, and if you have that time, it's easy enough to draw the blood and make a better assessment. You can just give the vaccine if there's no documented history in somebody born after 1957, or draw titers. It depends on the time frame involved and the urgency of the situation. The assumption is people who were born before 1957 had these conditions and are immune as a consequence of contracting the condition. I think the interesting thing about these recent outbreaks, the one in California in 2015 and a number in 2014, is these outbreaks of measles point to what can happen when immunity falls below a certain level. So the idea is to manage measles or even to eradicate it, 95% or more of the population need to have been vaccinated or be immune to it. And when those levels start to drop into the 80s or lower, we see outbreaks. There were over 600 cases of measles in the United States in 2014 and almost 200 in 2015. So we're beginning to lose ground here in terms of vaccination rates, and this is what happens. I actually think the MMR is perhaps one of the more interesting ones because it's kind of fallen off of people's radar and
0: because it's so rare these days in the United States. And that's because we have some level of herd immunity due to vaccination, but that's slipping. And it's slipping because of people thinking that vaccines are bad for you. And the and reality is complications for these vaccines are very rare. And each of these conditions can have very dire consequences for the people who suffer it. And in the case of
1: rubella, some really bad lifelong risks for a fetus that, other contracts the, the rubella
0: in the first two trimesters. I was pleased to see just recently Mark
1: Zuckerberg, the uh, founder of Facebook, posted a photo on his own Facebook page of him with his five-week-old daughter in the doctor's office. And the caption was, Doctors Visit Time for Vaccines that made a huge statement in terms of the importance of vaccination to child and adult health. And Of course, it's uh, created quite a bit of uh, back and forth on social media, but at the same time, I think statements like that are really very important to help set the record straight regarding vaccine safety and vaccine importance. My definition of herd immunity is... The uh, higher the rate of vaccination, the lower the risk of infecting other people. In other words, even people who haven't been vaccinated are at lower risk if large numbers of the population are vaccinated. But we're really talking about 90 to 95% vaccination rate so that the 5% of people who are unvaccinated are protected. The public health value of that is you have a child with cancer or leukemia who can't be vaccinated, who is highly susceptible to one of these illnesses, who, because Most of the rest of the population has been vaccinated will not suffer one of these life-threatening illnesses. There's the other uh, issue out there of the free ride where some people feel that because so many other people are vaccinated, I don't need to get my children vaccinated. And that's where it starts to fall into the 80% vaccine penetration and begin to see outbreaks or clusters of infection that used to be preventable.